Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. What's it like to walk into a room for the first time that doesn't have that hustle and bustle? Um, it's, it's scary, but at the same time, it was incredibly exhilarating too. And so I remember the first night I moved everything in and, um, you know, and I just, I took nothing from the house other than my clothes. And so I was like whipping up furniture and silverware for my parents. And, you know, I did take some essentials, but I didn't have a whole lot. I mean, I, I found an apartment and um, I kind of made shift of whatever I could. I ordered a couple of things online. And that first night, I remember standing, uh, looking out the window of this apartment in downtown Tulsa. And I was completely naked because I could. And I, was, and I wasn't like flashing people, but I was like, this is kind of good. I can kind of do whatever I want to do. You know, if I want to eat on the bed, I can. If I want to walk around naked, I can. So there was that feeling of just like, you know, I, I, I can just do and be whatever I want. Um, and that's great. But, you know, it starts to settle in when you're eating dinner by yourself and you're watching TV by yourself and it's just eerily quiet. And, um, you know, those feelings start to come in of, and we, we had it set up in a way that like one of my kids was off to college and I had two still in high school. Well, we weren't going to flip them around back and forth house to house. It just didn't make sense. And so we decided let's let, you know, we still had the house and we hadn't decided we were going to get divorced at that point. So she was in the house. We're going to keep the kids in the house. And then once we made the decision to get the divorce, we put the house for sale, but we decided we're not going to do this cohabitation for our kids. It's too much for them. They want their own room and we'll just trade off time. And then I'll just spend time with them, but they go back home to their moms, which I think in hindsight was actually worked out well uh, for the kids. They really wanted that. But for me, um, you know, kids come over and then they leave and then it's like, you're really quiet. And, you know, that's where I think some bad habits can come into play or that's where, uh, and for me, I think that, um, I kind of poured it into work and I watched a lot of Netflix and I did everything to kind of numb my mind so that I wouldn't have to kind of embrace the loneliness. So Netflix is a good divorce partner. Oh, I mean, I've seen everything you go in there and I'm like, <laughs> there's not anything I haven't seen because I've spent so much time on it. <laughs> So there you are, naked in the living room or the wherever you were at. I can't believe I told you that. I think yeah. I think that's amazing because it's uh, the rebirth, and that's what happens to most of us. Uh, being you know privileged to listen to so many people share their stories, the consistent factor that I constantly hear is the rebirth. You know, we we get reacquainted with who we are and who we want to be. And I, you know, so you're there naked. What was the first thing that you knew you had to do? Oh, you know, I think that um, I realized that, um, you know, so my ex-wife was a stay-at-home mom for the majority of the time. So she picked up a lot of things that I didn't uh, pick up as part of that 
partnership, that marriage. And so I think that, you know, the first thing that I realized is, you know, I'm going to have to pick up all these responsibilities that I didn't have before. So the finance, you know, she managed the books and she cooked most of the meals and, you know, a lot of these basics, I, I would do laundry, but, you know, picking up all these skill sets that frankly, I'd really never done for 22 years. Um, so, and, you know, as part of that's kind of exciting. I mean, just like the, you know, with cooking as an example, I embraced it. I loved it. And I started cooking with, for my kids and I started cooking new recipes that the kids weren't always accustomed to growing up, which they thought it was kind of fun too. Um, so kind of picking up new skill sets that maybe were part of that partnership was probably the first thing that I really dove into. Was it awkward the first time that the girls came over to the new space? Like, did you feel comfortable or was there any, what was the space like when they walked in and you guys are now in this new, new home? You know, it was, you know, we, uh, it was completely different from what they experienced, obviously, because we lived in a, you know, a house that we had built, uh, a big house and uh, it was the house that crashed the marriage, but a part of it. Uh, and here they are moving in, you know, walk, coming into like a, you know, 800 square foot apartment with one bedroom uh, with, you know, no furnishing, you know, no paintings, no decorative items, just like a sofa, TV, you know, just basics. And so I think for them, uh, it was probably a little bit weird. Um, I was embarrassed, embarrassed by what I had. I, you know, if there's anything that I learned coming out of my marriage is that I really don't care about things. Um, materialism to me is, is such a fleeting thought. Um, I'm more about experiences. And so, um, and that's what kind of why I, I left without taking anything is because I, I didn't feel tied to anything. I just was like, I need my clothes. I'll take those. Maybe there's some family heirlooms, but other than that, it's, you know, as part of that rebirth, it was just, I'm just going to create something that's new and completely different based on what I want. So, you know, it wasn't too awkward with my kids. I think, um, you know, uh, my kids would come in and they'd eat dinner and they'd leave. So it's like, um, you know, that was tr adjusting to, and that's just teenagers, you know, they had things to do, people to see. And um, I had to adjust to knowing that just that small investment of time with my kids was enough. Um, and that I, I didn't need to sit there and guilt them that, Hey, this is my time. You need to be spending, you know, three, four hours with me. And we do some things that would be much longer, but there are lots of cases where, you know, the kids would pop in and out just because they're busy. And so um, adjusting to that, which, you know, it's funny because I remember um, complaining to my ex-wife, not, not, Hey, why do you get more time? But it just like, more kind of venting to her, mm. you know, they don't stay here very long. And, you know, they pop in and out. And she's like, I hardly see them. We don't eat dinners together. You know, it's no different. They just happen to sleep here. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It's like, they're, they're in that teenage phase where they're just busy with stuff. And so um, that was kind of an adjustment, just learning to kind of deal with the kids and knowing that just because I might not see them as long or as much that, I still have a good relationship with them and, and there's everything's okay. Yeah. Cause you had two teenagers and then one that was, um, no, they were all teenagers when you, when you, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, they had busy lives. Yeah. And so, um, 
unfortunately they all still like that mom. So it's not like they were avoiding me because they hated me, but um, you know, I think that, you know, as long as I got them in, in their calendar, then I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find that it, it, you had to create more uh, experiences to, to keep that time together or? I think that it was, it was creating uh, just new, yeah, not necessarily to keep the time, but just to keep it um, fresh or something that was different from what they were accustomed. Like this is the new dad and this is what you're going to see from dad. So for example, me cooking for them, you know, I could have easily just gone out every time they came in tech over, gone out to a restaurant, but you know, cooking for them was something that they'd never seen. But on Sundays I'd always grill steaks for everybody. So they were used to that, but this was like dishes, you know, something other than sitting at a grill. So I think that was fun. But then even further uh, when we got into kind of vacationing, just new hot, new ways of vacationing there, you know, in our marriage, we always went to the beach. It was the same beach. You know, we always did the same thing. And, um, and I was focused on creating new traditions for the kids. Um, you know, in our first six months, we did have Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, during that time. Um, we hadn't, we were in the process of getting divorced. We'd filed, but, uh, wasn't finalized. And we decided to spend Thanksgiving separate. So the kids went to Thanksgiving with me and my family, and then they went with their mom and their family. So that's where we split it up. But we did maintain Christmas together mm. in terms of the opening of the gifts. And uh, we actually have maintained that every year since then. So we've had, I think, three Christmases now or two. Uh, yeah. Where I'll draw, I'll go over to their mom's house and, you know, they wake up and we, they open their gifts and if they have gifts for me, I'll open them. And then, and then we'll go do our own things with our families. But that was a tradition that we wanted to maintain while they were still, um, you know, still not empty nesters and, and um, still here in town. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.